podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everybody, welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. We are back with another match preview after the, what's the word? What, what? How would you describe the win yesterday, boys? Emphatic? Is that a word that we can use for this? Pumping. Gasmic. Oh, gasmic. Oh, <laughs> Your gasmic win against Tottenham Hotspur yesterday, and it is it is Monday that we're recording this, so we're, we're, we're still buzzing off that result. We turn our attention to the away game against Everton. I'm Scott, I'm your host for this one, and this week I'm joined by Roger, Ian and Matty. Matty, welcome to the Match Previews. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm great. Walking on sunshine. I'm just absolutely buzzing. So, yeah. That's got nothing to do with the football, just my genuine positive disposition. Wow. Well, Roger, how are you feeling (laughs) after that game yesterday? Are uh, Are you buzzing off more than just the football as well? I'm, I'm trying to think of another Eurovision song title that I can get in that sort of expresses how I feel about uh, <laughs> about about yesterday and about how I'm feeling. But uh, no, it was absolutely belter. I just feel absolutely mint. Just walk around, walk around the supermarket with me two top on and like <laughs> listen to every single podcast I can possibly listen to about about the game. And um, yeah, just it's just great. Absolutely. Like unbelievable performance and an unbelievable, um, unbelievable set of players that we have and an amazing manager. So all's good. All's good. Excellent. And Ian, how are you? In looks quite sunny there where you are. It's been it's been weird, is it? I've been well. Where do I live again? A cliff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's been you know. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's been pissing down and then light drizzle and then sunshine, but it's 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 quite a pleasant evening. Um, but not as pleasant as yesterday with that performance. I thought it was absolutely, absolutely outstanding. Um, quite in in some respect, quite unbelievable. Like I was watching it on my dad's, and didn't really believe what was going on in the first twenty minutes. But um, I've watched I watched I literally watched the highlights. What was going on? I know, yeah. Um, I watched the the match cam and Isaac's celebration when Murphy hit his second. He was just, uh, um, but I must have watched the highlights about eight different varieties of them today. Um, so yeah, I'm on cloud nine. Yeah. Excellent, as I'm sure every Newcastle fan is after a result like that. Uh, we did do a live reaction straight after the game yesterday, so if you haven't caught that. After you watch this preview, go back to the channel and, and check that out as well. Uh, we're getting some good views and some good comments on that from fans of both sides. But like I said, we turn our attention to the Everton game midweek. But before we do that, boys, I have to make everybody aware of the sponsor for the match preview. And as always, the match preview is brought to you by MagPin. They are your go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends, and retro kits. I believe they've got a special offer on their Murphy badges. So if you want to get on the Murphy train, get on their website, magpinbadges.bigcartel.com and pick yourself up a juicy Jacob Murphy badge. (laughs) 
That's his words, not mine. Um, anyway, <laughs> like I said, it's uh, Thursday night, 7.45 kickoff at Goodison Park, live on BT Sports for everybody in the UK. Matty, we'll come to you first, mate. Uh, I asked this question to everybody at least once during these match previews, so you're getting it this time. What are your confidence levels going into this game? I think you're asking the wrong person there, Scott. But, <laughs> um, I, I mean, you, you have to be confident after seeing what we did on Sunday. However, it's a funny old time. We're in the, the running now, as much as we're fighting at the top. Having a yeah. scrapping at the bottom, they're not exactly done much. They've won one in nine. They're not exactly, you know, you know, doing themselves any favors. But I don't think they were doing themselves any favors when we played them at this point in the season, sort of last season. And there was all sort of hijinks and people tying themselves to goalposts and stuff. But you would have liked to have think. Oh my god! Game. How did you <laughs> yeah. forget that? Did you forget oh about that? Oh my god! Yes, of course. Yeah. So let's hope it doesn't happen again this time. But. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I am confident. Um, I think we've, you know, we've got we've got a couple of knocks, so we'll have to see what happens with that. I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But you've yeah. got to be confident. And even just from a massive pessimist like me, yes, I am confident. But I was confident going into that game last season, and they ended up scraping a one nil win. So we'll see what happens. Again, they're 18th, one win in nine or whatever it was. Um, they've, had, they've had a couple of injuries and suspensions, but uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I am confidence levels. 7.8 out of 10. Concept. I'll take that from you, Matty. That, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a 10 in my book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian, three draws and two defeats in the last five. And as Matty said, one win in the last nine. Uh, their defeats came against Man U and Fulham. And the Fulham was a home game. Uh, draws against, I believe, Tottenham. And I can't remember the other Chelsea one. Chelsea was the Yes, it was. Uh, they're currently sitting in the relegation zone, as Matty said, six wins, 10 draws and 16 defeats on a minus 22 goal difference with 28 points. Um, given what happened last season and how they they pretty much intimidated us, I would say, in, in, into a result, especially with the crowd getting on, getting behind them as well. Um, are we expecting a, a similar sort of atmosphere and, a, and a, feisty, a feisty crowd going into this game? Uh, yes, I think it'll. A lot of it will depend on on if Everton can keep the their fans on the side. I think uh, very much what we we're discussing sort of previously today that they'll they'll probably try and go gung ho the first ten fifteen minutes. I think if we can keep it tight and then sort of frustrate them, frustrate the crowd. I think it doesn't take much for them to turn these days. Um, but that being said, Guzan Park on a nighttime game like it was uh, last season. Yeah. It can be quite an intimidating place to play, so I'm hoping that we was a lot more professional and a lot more switched on than that. Although I think it came, it was a, like a last minute goal, wasn't it? And then that was only because yeah. Rose West decided to chain herself to the to the goalposts. <laughs> um, and that was that was when Mark went viral amongst the uh, the Everton yeah. fans. On we did a watch along, yeah, we did a watch along that night. Oh, oh was um, that fucking that one? Yeah, yeah. Was the, the fuck, fuck off, off one. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Um, so yeah, as, as as long as we can, like I say, frustrate them, keep them quiet the first fifteen twenty minutes. You would you would hope and you would expect, given where the two clubs are and the the form that we're in and where we uh, where we are in the club, I think you would expect we to, to to get three points. Um, despite obviously it being quite a, a nasty place to go. 
Yeah, Roger, I know you were watching them at the weekend because you, yeah. you were live tweeting in all, in all well, not live tweeting, was you were live, live chatting in the WhatsApp live group, tweeting. weren't you? Um, there you go. They seem to play a very uh, long ball style of play against uh, yeah. oh, I remember who it was. Crystal Palace, Palace, yeah. Palace, um, yeah. What it were your thoughts like, on, on their performance at the weekend? Well, it was like they were facing the very own Waterloo, you know what I mean? Uh, it was a, it wasn't a great performance. Uh, they were, yeah. I mean, the, the percentage of the long balls that they played, or it seem, seemingly played, up to Dominic Calvert Lewin was like ridiculous. And Palace were trying to play football, but but then I suppose I know that's his style of football and that's yeah. uh, his brand of football generally, from my experience. But like, if you look at it from his point of view, it's an away game. He hasn't won an away game in about 15, 16 months. So to go down the old Bruce adage of accumulation of points, if you're picking up an away points and you're looking at your home games to try and win, then you know, I suppose it, they might look on it as a good point, given that they went down to 10 men. But like, it was a it was a sore watch, like, honestly. Like, the band had a tantrum in the middle and I was couldn't decide whether it was because she dropped her ice pop or whether because I was forcing her to watch Everton, but <laughs> I didn't know. Honestly, they were really poor, really poor. Like, Holgate got sent off and he was... Yep. I was hoping that he didn't get sent off because he was... I was thinking, like, someone will absolutely take him apart. You know, Jordan Ayew is not a great player and he absolutely had him on toast all game. It was, it was embarrassing for the lad, you know. So... Yeah, I think we should be looking to 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 get at them really, but we'll get through that first ten minutes where they're going to blitz. Were, but it's just hopefully they haven't got the quality that Villa had mm. and the momentum that Villa had because they have I mean they haven't won a game in six, and that was a one 0 against Brentford. So yeah, I'm I'm fairly hopeful once we get through that first that first part that we'll you know we'll will make an impact on them. Yep. Uh, Matty, uh, Roger's already mentioned that Holgate got suspended at the weekend uh, with a red card. They've also got a few players out through injury, um, Townsend, Coleman, Onana. Um, is there any players that you see on that Everton squad that you think could cause us a bit of damage? Well, is Onana definitely going to be out of the next of on Thursday? Well, it's on. It's on the list that I looked yeah, at. Yeah, right, we okay. do this before the well, press I mean, conferences, so I, I, I don't know for certain. But he's on yeah. the list. I mean, he's he's one player that probably been a little bit of a silver line. I haven't watched a lot of Everton, but from the start of the season, you know, you'd watch them. He sort of stood out a little bit, combative, combative midfielder. You know, got up and down the pitch. He just it sort of caught the eye. But if he's not going to be playing, then. You know, you look at their, their front three, front four. You know, it's got Damari Gray, who can, you know, did a little bit for Leicester before going over to Germany, doing okay and, and coming back to, to England and going to Everton. Um, Dominic Calvert Lewin, again, a player with a bit of history in the league, um, had that one brilliant season, but massively injury prone. And then their other two forward players, you know, the likes of Dwight McNeil, who, who when Burnley, you know, were at the worst, he still sort of shone a little bit. Um, he, he was quite a positive player and I thought was quite a shrewd signing for Everton and Alex Awobi as well. But again, I'd not to play them down too much because you know what I'm like for saying, well, I'm going to jinx something or, you know, going <laughs> to cause a negative effect. But I mean, they, when I read that team sheet, it doesn't really stand out to me as something you need to be worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's all what happens on the day, but I, as a as a unit, as names on a team sheet, I feel like they're sort of not living off past glories because they're not 
that good. I mean, Dominic Calvert-Lewin was a player that was getting linked with us quite a fair bit, and even then we yeah. were we were thinking he's too injury prone. He's too injury prone. Yeah. Now there is a fantastic player in there because you don't fluke some of the goals we've seen him score in previous seasons. So if he's you know firing and they're getting the ball in the box and getting the ball in good areas, that's probably where they might be able to hurt us from set pieces or something like that. Um, we don't know who's going to be playing centre half on Thursday, given Fabian Share went off with an injury on Sunday. Yeah. So we'll see how they deal with him. Um, I'm guessing, you know, the, the idea is if he's going to start, because I think he only came in that starting 11 on the weekend's game for Everton. I think if that's going to happen, then the idea is going to be, you know, Dwight McNeil and um, uh, Damari Gray trying to get balls in the box. They've got Neil Maupay as well, who, you know, when Brighton yeah. were on fire, uh, on song and under. Um, uh, Mr. Potter, uh, th- he was he was playing okay. He was a decent, dif- decent little, decent little striker. I thought that might have been a decent sign for Evan, but again, he hasn't done much. So, yeah, I'm not really that that concerned. But you know, mm-hmm. the Premier League footballs at the end of the day, they've got history in the league and they might be able to hurt us. But there's nothing that really screams out as, as quality for me. And the back four, as as um, as Rogers just said, you know, Hall gets gone off. Godfrey's going to come in probably. And for me, I don't really rate him either. I think he was, he's, a, he's, a, he's a young talent, someone who like people like to sign on football manager. Um, but again, but I'm probably being a little bit harsh because Everton having a terrible season, so it's really hard to you know, pinpoint someone who's been brilliant. So yeah. I, long story short, I don't think there's that much to be worried about, but we still have to be careful given the circumstances. I think more, you more mentioned he's got a decent scoring record against us. I'm sure. I'm sure he's got a few. He's got a few against us for Brighton, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So again, well, I mean, speaking of goal scorers, obviously you've mentioned McNeil and Gray there, Matty. They are the two top goal scorers for Everton with four, mm-hmm. and uh, a one Anthony Gordon is their next top goal scorer with three. So that tells you everything you need to know about their goal scoring abilities at the moment because he hasn't been with them since January. So um, there seem to be it seems to be a lot of players on one or two goals in that list. Um, Calvert-Lewin, he wasn't even on the list that I was looking at, so I don't know how many he's getting, but it, it can't be any more than two because he would have been on He would have yeah. been on the list I looked at. So, yeah, probably injuries. You know, you mentioned that he, he, he did play at the weekend. Probably was getting fitness up. He might be a bit, bit sharper this week. But, Ian, we've seen Everton play 4-3-3 for most of the season, but they tend to switch to a 4-5-1 when they're up against teams that can hurt them. And if that happens, you've got Calvert-Lewin on his own up front. He's not going to do much. For, you know, Unless he gets the better of our defenders, I can't see them really do much. Do you expect a similar sort of thing from Everton where they'll, they'll shut up shop if they don't hurt us in that first 15, 20 minutes? I think so. Um, I think given the the players at at Sean Dyche's uh, disposal and how sort of historically he's played anyway, he's he's very sort of he tries to like you say shut up shop, not not concede. Um, he's not not what we would call sexy football. Uh, he's not like a, a free flowing uh, free flowing type of type of guy. But I think if if they've only got the one front. You know what it is. As much as I've given Lasalle stick, I think obviously he could well feature. Um, we don't know what sort of situation with Share is yet, but you would like to think Lasalle's Botman or Share and Botman would would be able to cope with that one one lone striker. Um, the only thing that comes is if they are sort of sitting deep. If if they do look to to make us break them down, we have struggled with that. 
previously. Um, but like I say, given the form of of, of how we are and the confidence that'll be from uh, from Sunday, I think we'll we'll should have enough to to, to win. Um, I don't think it'll be an easy game by by any means. I think I think it'll be quite scrappy to be honest. I think they'll make it scrappy, but like I say, yeah. hopefully we have the quality to to uh, to get the three points. Yeah, well, I was doing a little bit of research in Raven before this and um, looking at their strengths and weaknesses, Roger, obviously their strengths are creating long shots, protecting a lead. So if they do get a lead, they, they will sit back. Um, and then their other strength is stealing the ball, which ironically, the first weakness was keeping possession. So I don't quite know how that works. Um, other weaknesses are finishing, defending set pieces. And one thing that really stood out to me that how we could probably um, exploit if ever need be, Defending counter attacks, which seems to be our our bread and butter at the moment, yeah. given uh, Willick's beauty of a right foot at the weekend, and, and Fabian Cher also playing some pretty decent balls. Um, those weaknesses, are, are you expecting that kind of you know from what you've seen about it in the season? Is there anything that was a surprise there? Um, was is are you just expecting you know kind of what I've said? It will be is what you've seen of them throughout this season. Yeah, I mean. Given the the stat about stealing the ball, I'm not going to lean in any sort of t- stereotypical jokes because I might be on a I might be on an Everton podcast later on, so I don't want to sort of <laughs> you know I don't want to anger the anger the the the, the Maggans from from uh, from Scouse land. Anyway, yes, no, I'm I'm surprised that they're not good at uh, defending. I'm surprised that they're not good at defending set pieces, like because mm. they are quite monstrous in you know like in terms of stature, like Tarkowski. Um, Keen, um, uh, and the, obviously that Holgate was a—he's a, essentially a, a centre back playing at full back. So, and Deich is like you know—you would think bread and butter for him would be set pieces, but maybe he's just not—he's probably just not sort of been able to spend time working on that type of stuff because the games have become thick and fast since he's been there, and they're just desperate for wins, you know. So, yeah. I think. You know, it is all key about this first 10-15 minutes. A bit like the Villa game, you know, we didn't survive the first 10-15 minutes. We got overrun. And I think they'll look at the game and think, right, that's how we beat Newcastle. But like I say, they haven't got the quality going forward. I think Dominic Calvin-Lewin is, I'm probably going to jinx it now, but I think he's a busted flush. Like, uh, you know, it just looks miles off the bear that we saw score terror and headers against us. Dwight McNeil, bang average player, you know, they, they're just full of average, just average players, like who are, they're in the position that they're, <laughs> that, that they're welcome to, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think if they get, the, if they get heckles up, anything can happen in that first 10, 15 yeah. minutes. But I, I would feel relatively confident that, you know, how we'll have learned from last year, learned from the Villa game, that, right, this is how we need to go into this game. So, there's there's nothing kind of shocking that comes out of that other than the fact that can't uh, they can't defend set pieces. But yeah, hopefully we can get some turnover ball up, up over them when they when they're on the attack in that first sort of period of the game and and really put them to bed, you know, and come away with relatively unscathed and then on to on to Southampton. Yeah, we've uh, we'll turn our attention to Newcastle now, Matty. Um, obviously, we've got two games in quite a short succession. Uh, we've got this Everton game on Thursday, and then I think it's Sunday, isn't it, when we play Southampton? Um, 
are you expecting rotation for this game or do you think that'll come for the home fixture where maybe we've got a bit more of a home advantage well we've got a home advantage which yeah. can play into our hands I think you'll probably see it I think you'll see it this game I think you might see both I might see like you know not be the same lineup in all three games um Almiron being back fits great um we've been, mentioned Mr Gordon um now that's a different topic altogether because you know whether you want to send him going warming up on that touchline, exactly. you know <laughs> that's going to be rough for the lad. Um, understandably so. Um, but I mean, I'd like to see him get a start and you know give him the opportunity to show what they're going to be missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's more in the centre of the park and uh, at centre uh, centre back where I'm worried because I mean Jamal sells for all his shortcomings. Um, you know, we've talked about him at length. You know, probably not good enough, not, isn't good enough for where we're going or where we're at. But there's a reason he's there. It's because he's the captain, he's the skipper, he's the one who sort of knits that group together. And when he comes on, he's, he's done a job in his last couple of appearances. I remember when he was playing against City and people thought, oh, well, Haaland's going to have a field day. And he ended up doing pretty well against Ellen Haaland. Not saying he's his, you know, counterpoint or anything like that. But um, yeah, I think at centre half, we might see a change because of Fabian Cher. Um, if that's the case, I think it'll be Jamal Sells. I know some people are probably, you know, saying maybe we move Dan Byrne in from the left, put Matty Target there. But again, he's had a very, you know, not many minutes. I think we might see yeah. him over the next couple yeah. of games. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, and then I think we need to sort of have one eye on on Bruno Gimaraes as well. Um, I think that knock he took in the first half against Spurs. I was watching him throughout the game and he just everyone was going up to him and he was, he was very obviously he's a very emotional player we saw that when he when he got injured in that uh, game earlier in the season we thought he was he was out for the rest of the season the way he was crying but it was only because he just wants to he wants to you know contribute to the game so much and you could see players going up to him and he was just waving them off just saying like, like so I don't know if it was don't talk to me I wasn't that close but he could just yeah. say he wasn't happy about it and he he was just hobbling around and thankfully he came out for the second half but he just didn't seem himself mm. Um, so whether or not he's okay, we we know he's he's carrying an ankle injury that might need some like further attention, which hopefully it doesn't. Um, but when you take him out the team, we know we're a different team altogether. However, you know we know that that that, that midfield conundrums it's a very fine balance. You take Sean Longstaff out of it, a lot of people wouldn't have thought that would be the case, but it was. It, it, we yeah. really missed him. So we'll see what happens. I, I do th- obviously Longstaff's going to start. I think that's the very much the case. Joe Litton, Joe Willett are going to start. Whether Gimaraes starts or not will dictate how we set up. Um, I think Isak will start. Um, I'm just going through the lineup now, so yeah, I'm not going to do it all. <laughs> um, but yeah, long story short, I think there will be rotation because yeah. there was a very big, big energy performance against Spurs, and with a game on Thursday, Sunday, I think there's going to have to be you know some squad management from Eddie Howe. Yep, and I suppose this this puts us in a great. Um... Kind of, it's a great preparation for the possibilities of next season should we get European football. This is what we're going to have you know, for a majority of the season. Ian, um, Matty's already mentioned about Anthony Gordon, how he would not want him warming up on those sidelines in the Everton ground, and, and I agree with him. Um, he's done pretty well since he's, since he's, you know, his little outburst and you know, he's kind of got his head screwed on a little bit with that. And when he's come on, he's, he's looked decent, he's looked pretty dangerous um do you think it's time to maybe give him a start given that you know we know saint maximum is still going to be injured for this one um and then obviously you know we've got rotation on the other side with with murphy and miggy um do you think gordon might come in to to see what he can do from the start so that he doesn't get you know that that onslaught from the everton fans when he's warming up he 
he could well do. Um, again, I think it depends depends on how the, the rest of the midfield set up, uh, as Matty was, was saying. I think, yeah. if I'm honest, there might be something in, in the back of Eddie Howe's mind thinking if any time Gordon touches the ball, the fans will be on him. Um, so he mightn't even feature. Um, it wouldn't surprise us if he didn't. And then Southampton was the, the game that he came yeah. into. Um, like I think we were saying, possibly might be in the Aston Villa review. He's he's done all right in, in spells and in spells he's he could have done a bit better. I think it's far too early to, to tell in his Newcastle career if, if he's going to be sort of a, a waste of money or if he's going to come good. But um, I would like to see him getting more minutes. Maybe in Maine because I'm not a, a professional football manager. Um, I, I would. I don't know if I would risk him in in the sort of atmosphere that he would be going into, like throwing him into the, the bear pit. Effectively, um, that could that could well be just kill his confidence if he if he has a stinker. Um, who who knows? But like like I say, it depends on how the rest of the midfield is going to set up. Whether he he features at all. But like I say, it wouldn't surprise us if he doesn't get a game and then maybe starts against Southampton. Because let's let's face it, the the two opponents that are coming up. Although nothing's assured in football, you would expect the quality in the squad to to be enough to, to pick up two wins in the next two games. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll move on to our predictions for this game. Um, Ian, I'll stick with you on this one, mate. Score predictions for uh, for this one. Um, I think it'll be I think it'll be a horrible game. A horrible game to watch it. Um, but given that we, I think we have a lot more quality in the squad. I'm gonna go with two nil win. Get in. Yep. Roger, your predictions. <laughs> um, oh, I'm like I'm torn between like a two one. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm torn between a two two one and a two nil. Um, I'm gonna go two nil. I think I've got a feeling the cells will come in. Um, I wouldn't if I go and just briefly going back to. To Gordon, I think yeah. it would be a, a massive gamble to put him in from the start. I think it would it would it would inflame the fa- their fans even more. Like if they weren't already up for the game, it, that would that would add another element to the to the game and to their sort of atmosphere. And that would I think that would advantage them. So I, <clears throat> you know, bring them on when we're two 0 up with eighty five minutes gone. Although on that ground, you never know because. We were mm-hmm. dead and buried in the Lejeune come on, but yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two nil. I think we'll get through that initial craziness and then, you know, hopefully we can dampen the crowd and they can they'll start turning a little bit more we'll let the come through and yeah. I think Bruno we just need to watch Bruno. I think they'll target him like a lot of yeah. teams have. They'll target him and they'll they'll be very, very abrasive with him and he needs to that might be a decision for Eddie Howe to make whether he just thinks actually should we just go with you know should we bring Miggy and Murphy on the wings work you know with the work rate and then just go with Willick Bruno and Longstaff I know it stifles your creativity a little bit but maybe that creativity come from Wilson and uh, sorry from Willick and Miggy uh, you know I'll be tempted to do that just to kind of protect them and then bring them back for the Southampton game which I feel will be a more Easy, like an easier game to bring him back in, like to bring him into. But yeah, I'm going to go two 0 anyway. Yeah, awesome, Maddie. What's your uh, on this one, mate? 
um, I, I think it's like Ian said, it's, it's, it, the, the, the table doesn't lie for one at this stage of the season. Of course, it doesn't. We're third, their third bottom. So a betting man would obviously be going for Newcastle. And, and I'm going to say, I, I think we're going to win. But I just don't think it's going to be a rollover. It's it's not it's not going to be one where we win comfortably. Again, we've, we've said it again, the 10, 15 minutes at the start, how we settle into the atmosphere. If we can quiet the crowd, if we can get an early goal, that'd be great. I'm just looking at that fact that we've only kept one clean sheet in about 10 or 11 games. Now, we were the best defence in the league, don't get me wrong, it's statistically true. Um, but we just, we've just lost this habit of keeping clean sheets. The one clean sheet against Man United was the only one in the last, I think it's 10, 11 games. So, in the league anyway. And, um, you know, it's it just it just makes me worried. I mean, but we've seen, we've went away to the likes of Forest. We've went to, you know, to Brentford, we've conceded first and came back 2-1. I really hope we don't concede first in this game, but I do think yeah. we will concede. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go two one, maybe three. Um, it all depends on where that when you know when and how the goals fall. But uh, I'm gonna I'll go two one. Two one. Yeah, um, I think I'm in agreement. I think if they score first, it'll be very very difficult, and it could end up with a one all draw. Um, but I, th- I don't think they will. I think we'll sell that first 15 minutes personally, of the first 15 20 minutes. You know that are quite crucial, and I think. We'll possibly get a goal within that quite quickly to silence the crowd, and, and I think it'll be three-one. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet. Um, although we, you know we've talked about Everton's failure to be able to score of late, um, I still think you know we have a mistake in us maybe at, 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 in defence, which Everton might play on. But that's normally when we're a couple of goals up, and you know the kind of the, the concentration tends to go. So I'm going to go three-one. Um, I think it'll be a cagey affair, but I think I think we'll get a, a, a relatively early goal just to kind of shut the crowd up a little bit, and then you know we'll we'll capitalise on them possibly turning on their own. Uh, does anybody want to add anything before we wrap this one up? I have just seen that Dakura is back for this game. By the way, that's yeah, one, he is back. That's, that's one player who, when they signed him, I was like, that's a fantastic signing. Now I don't know how good he's been. But if they, if they bring back in a midfield duo, sorry, of um, Onana and Dakura, then you know that could be problematic. If if, yeah. if Bruno's not one hundred percent, I'm just saying it's. I mean, we've saw how easily our midfield can be um, bypassed if the balance isn't right. So mm-hmm. I just want just want to keep your eye on if, if both of them start. Nice to hear you're making your mind up. <laughs> There's another Eurovision. There's another Eurovision song contest link. That one was totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, Eurovision is in Liverpool this year, isn't it? In a exactly. Of boom, bang, bang, bang. It's yeah, there. Boom, bang, yeah, bang. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, thanks, I'll everybody. <laughs> thanks, everyone, for watching. And thanks, Matty. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Roger, for joining me to, for this one. Um, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be uh, a, a good a good game. Hopefully, we can uh, come out with all three points. If you do like this sort of content, please scroll down to this video and hit the subscribe button. We're so close to 10,000 subscribers. We can almost reach out and touch it. Let's Ooh, hit that by ah, the end of the just season. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Just a little bit. And while you're down there, uh, <laughs> hit the little thumbs up button. That'll put this video in the feeds of other like-minded Newcastle and probably Everton fans as well. Um, and they can come in and, and add their two pence to the comments down below. Um, if you want to be notified when new videos go live, you can hit the little notification bell and that will give you a little pop-up on whatever device you use whenever we post new content. 
And if you want to go one step further, we have a membership program. It's $2.99 a month. That'll get you early access to all these pre-recorded videos, as well as access to the Telegram group, which I'm sure on Thursday night will be absolutely buzzing uh, with this Everton game because uh, there's no love lost, I think, between a lot of Newcastle fans and Everton fans. So um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of conversation going on in that group. But that's it for this preview. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks, lads, for joining us. We will see you in the next one. Probably be a Friday recording for the Southampton game because it's such a quick turnaround. So we'll see you then. But there's more content obviously coming up on the channel as well. Thanks all for watching and we'll see you in the next one. Ta-da. Podcast Network.